The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And greetings. Happy Monday, everybody. Glad you've tuned into the Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. This is... Uh, the antidote to the basket of biased press right here on this program. Telephone number to get in touch with me is 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Don't worry, the flip around is coming up here in mere moments. Lots of news happening right now, breaking and, and others uh, navel-gazing. <laughs> I could just do that by a cursory examination of all the channels at my fingertips here. So stick around, we'll explain all of that coming up. Catching the show live, easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio smartphone app, the iHeartRadio smartphone app. By the way, the Blaze Radio smartphone app has been redone, so you might want to check that out. And had a lot to do with some of the transitioning that we were doing from uh, from servers. And I, I my understanding was it, it, it affected some of the, the Blaze TV service as well, but all those kinks have been worked out is my understanding. And... and uh, we're back on track, as it were. Uh, getting in touch with us on social media is easy to do. First off, on Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Also, um, if you want to go to Facebook, type in The Chris Salcedo Show, and you will find us there. Also, on TheBlaze.com, there is a, a channel section. If you find one of the tabs there, it just, just go to Channels. You click on it, you'll see everybody here that broadcasts. On the Blaze Radio Network. And then you will be able to select your particular channel. Hopefully you find ours as part of uh, your favorites. And all you got to do is follow that particular channel. And uh, we appreciate it when you do because the more you guys are hip to what we're doing, the better we like it here on the Chris Salcedo Show. All right. Let's get get to the the flip around here. We should get to the flip around. And there was... Just before I was going to start the flip around, some breaking news, and I and since everybody's moved on from that, uh, almost in unison it seems, uh, there is a shooting out in California. Two adults are dead in a, an apparent uh, murder suicide uh, on a on a school campus. We'll keep you updated as more information. There's supposed to be a a press conference this hour. We will try to dip into it live. But let's start off in no particular order of favoritism or preference. With CNN. And CNN is talking about, guess what? 
Syria. Campaign, but then we were hearing a very different story uh, from Sean Spicer from the Pentagon, hearing that uh, some 20 percent of the Syrian regime's fixed-wing aircraft were taken out in those U.S. strikes, and that essentially what we saw when we saw those planes taking off again from Shayrat Air Base, uh, Sean Spicer calling that a PR campaign, saying these must have been pre-fueled planes because uh, the fueling capability of Shayrat Air Base is done, the radar capability of that that airbase has also been destroyed. So you're getting two versions uh, of reality, one coming from the regime of Bashar al-Assad, which of course is very keen to show that it has not been weakened by this strike, but hearing a very different story from the U.S. military about the impact, because to lose 20... They're still doing a lot of, uh, 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 I don't know, we're going to get into this in great detail, because I was a bit upset at some... Uh, for lack of a better term, some of the war hawks like uh, Lindsey Graham and John McCain trying to say, oh, that uh, Mr. Trump has committed to regime change. I don't think that's what he did. But uh, differing, differing takes coming out of the region. What troubles me is some folks on our side who are all too willing to believe Bashar al-Assad over the sitting president of the United States. I mean, when Obama was in there, I mean, <laughs> never mind. Not even going to go there. Uh, let's go over to Fox. There were not bombed. White House spokesman Sean Spicer said the president leaves open the possibility of more strikes. I think from, from what you're hearing, you've taken two pre-fueled planes and taken, and, and taken them off. It's a PR stunt. The bottom line is their fueling capability has been taken out, their radar capability was taken out, and over 20% of their fixed-wing uh, aircraft from their entire air force was taken out. Their ability to operate successfully out of that air base is gone. Well, there you go. Uh, Fox and CNN apparently somewhat on the same page. You got CNN talking about the soundbite, and then Fox moments later running that soundbite from Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary today, talking about how, well, the, the, there's a good deal of propaganda from communist slash dictatorial regimes. Oh, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Oh, no, no, no. That didn't hurt us at all. Ouch, ouch, ouch. 20% of the nation's fixed-wing aircraft taken out, according to the White House. That was a, a statistic that I was unaware of. And what I did hear is that there were 20-some-odd planes taken out, which if that's, that's 20%, it means, it means they had 100 aircraft, the entire, Syrian, the entire Syrian fleet, which wasn't a whole heck of a lot to begin with. Uh, so at any rate, again, uh, the, the focus is on the aftermath of the Syrian bombings. You know, by the way today, folks, there is other breaking news we'll get to here in a moment. Uh, Judge... Gorsuch, Gorsuch has become Justice Gorsuch, was officially sworn in today and is now sitting on the Supreme Court. Uh, we'll get to that in mere moments after we check in on the flip around with MSNBS. You know, as, as Secretary Tillerson goes to Moscow in two days, it would be good were there a coherent, consistent administration policy, one where we could use the leverage from the strike in Syria from last week to try to get the Russians to help move Assad out from Syria, which is really the only way that the slaughter in Syria uh, would come to an end. Okay, so, and this is, that, that, that dovetails perfectly to what I wanted to talk about. Because, uh, and, and I'm not even going to get into the, to the liberal debate. The liberal debate 
uh, left with the last administration. And here, and here's what it was. We were able to find a solution that actually removed the chemical weapons that were known from Syria in a way that the use of force would never have accomplished. That is Susan Rice, of course, lying once again to the American people. She was on NPR just this year in January, uh, basically alleging that all of the chemical weapons had been moved out of Syria. There are reports out today that indicate that Barack Obama and his administration knew that the chemical weapons were not out of Syria. They just said that to us. They lied to the American people. How many times have we been treated to this scenario during the Obama administration where they thought their their default position, their chief departure was to lie to the American people to cover their own worthless rear ends? This is... This has this this was the M.O. of the Trump administration. And yes, the, and what the Democrat Party has descended into. They lied to the American people so they wouldn't have to do anything, whether it was out of laziness or whether it was out of some deep seated uh, favoritism. Toward the entities that they were favoring. Uh, it, it, and, and that's why I say that we know what the left wing is all about, which is lying to the American people rather than defending America or our interests or our allies abroad. So they're not even part of this equation. What I want to deal with is the Republican slash conservative side of the ledger. You've got Lindsey Graham and John McCain on who technically are Republicans, but they, but they are out there trying to define Donald Trump as saying, Oh, Donald Trump now wants regime change. I've got a soundbite coming up from Lindsey Graham who basically says, yeah, well, they, they want regime change. You've got uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News this weekend puzzled. He, he, he continually said over and over again the conflicting messages coming out of the Trump administration. I, I didn't see them at all, these conflicting messages. And then on the libertarian side, You've got individuals who said, shouldn't have gone over there at all. I mean, doesn't matter what any dictator, any despot does. Don't go over there unless unless it's Americans laying dead in the street. Don't do anything. So those uh, ends of the spectrum are where where I'm going to deal with today. Because, and I'm not trying to, to stake out any particular position like i'm going to say oh i'm in the middle no i just have a different position than any of those that are being presented either saying that we need to topple bashar al-assad because regime change with this current this current crop of folks in the congress doesn't seem entirely good i mean we haven't been good at it for the last couple of uh, couple of decades most recently the last decade regime change has not been a friend to the United States. And somebody brought up a very good point to me earlier today. When you, when you look back at regime change sponsored by Jimmy Carter in Iran, deposing the Shah and allowing it to happen, what do we get? Radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists in charge. Ayatollah Khomeini. When you uh, followed Hillary Clinton, another Democrat, her prescription, Obama's prescription, for getting rid of a strong-arm thug in Muammar Gaddafi, who was cooperating with the United States. What did you get in the vacuum? ISIS control over Libya. 
and terrorist control over Libya. When George W. Bush removed Saddam Hussein, well, guess what? The Sunni uprising happened. And Al-Qaeda in Iraq was formed. Now, that was beaten back. And if Barack Obama had stayed the course, well, you would have had some, some sort, I, I believe, some sort of stability there. But, of course, Obama left for political reasons irresponsibly. And guess what? We got ISIS. We got ISIS. Uh, let me think. that there's, got, there's one more country. Oh, yeah, Egypt. Barack Obama, another Democrat, uh, supported the Arab Spring and the Muslim Brotherhood, a terrorist organization being installed in Egypt after deposing another strong-arm dictator that was there in Egypt before, Hosni Mubarak. And then what happened after that? Oh, yeah, the Muslim Brotherhood. So every single time a Democrat seems to have take in charge of these kinds of things, you end up getting a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist in charge. The only one that had a uh, snowball's chance in hell because of his commitment was George W. Bush's unseating of Saddam Hussein. But, and look, I, I'm running a little long here. I, I, I will boil this, break this all down, and I want to hear what you guys have to, think, uh, to say about this. Because for me, I wasn't confused at all about what Trump's message was. It's like, you, you do not use chemical weapons in this world without, without fear of consequences. And guess what? Bashar al-Assad felt the consequences. We'll get into it coming up. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, suffice it to say, whenever a Democrat wants to do things, it it ends up being a cluster. Not not that the the opening days of the Iraq War were any walk in the park by any stretch of the imagination. By the way, on Palm Sunday, President Obama and the Democrats' uh, JV team decided they'd slaughter Coptic Christians in Egypt. You remember, you remember, this is Barack Obama's JV team. This is who he said, yeah, no big deal. And that, again, that's case in point. Whenever something needed to be done, his laziness, Barack Obama would, I'm going to be clear, he just lied to us. Lied to us about ISIS. Susan Rice lies about chemical weapons being out of, out of uh, Syria. And there's, a re- well, I, there's reasons why they lied to us, but they don't do the hard work that governing needed they just decided to lie to the american people and pretend everything's okay and it was everything everything was far from okay so i i mean 
throughout his entire occupation of the Oval Office. I mean, Barack Obama was elected. His second term in office was predicated on lie after lie after lie from terrorism to Obamacare. It was just, uh, this was, his legacy will be probably the most dishonest occupation of the Oval Office by by anyone in in our history. And their legacy is is one of lying to the American people. So let's get into um, this debate over the weekend. Now, I felt relatively secure that I understood the message that was being conveyed by President Trump when he sent 59 cruise missiles over to Syria to destroy an airbase. The message was, hey, buddy, you cannot use chemical weapons. They have been banned from the use in the world by humanity. You can't do that without suffering the consequences. This isn't the Obama administration. We don't let you get we don't let despots and dictators get away with everything the way Barack Obama did. Now, this move by President Trump was confusing because now you have some administration officials who are saying, well, there's not going to be any peace until Assad is gone, which is probably true. But it doesn't mean that necessarily we have to do anything about it. Now, we'll get into Graham and, and for lack of a better term, the Warhawks and their position coming up. But let's, let's deal with Chris Wallace and his confusion. Now, Chris Wallace, of course, the anchor of Fox News Sunday, he had a national security advisor, H.R. McMaster. Um, and he was he was proclaiming his his confusion over Trump's targeted strike on Syria. The question is, if Assad continues killing babies only with conventional weapons, not chemical, Will this president stop that or will President Trump say uh, that he's going to do nothing, stand aside? Is that the question? Because remember where we were, the last administration said, Lord McClure, Assad has to go. And he stayed right there. And that's that's what happens when you have weak, feckless, uh, anti-American kooks running your country. But. Barack, uh, uh, Donald Trump has not made such a proclamation. Donald Trump has not gotten out there and said, Assad must go. Now, some of his underlings are hinting at it, and I think it's to give him a little flexibility. But Donald Trump hasn't said that's the, the administration's agenda. I, what, I, what I found interesting is that Chris Wallace just couldn't take the airstrike at face value. This was in retaliation for the use of banned weapons that went unpunished in the last administration because they're a bunch of bumbling idiots who couldn't, who couldn't bend America over far enough for despots, dictators, and terrorists. It's, a, it's not that hard to, to wrap your head around. Humanity said, no, you can't use these weapons. Bashar al-Assad said, I'm going to use these weapons. So he got punished. End of story. And if Bashar al-Assad uses banned weapons again, guess what? He's going to get hit again. Chris Wallace is very confused. Well, I think what's important to remember is our objective, our objective was to deter 
the, the continued use, because it's been a pattern of use, of chemical weapons by the Assad regime in his mass murder attacks against innocent civilians. That was the objective. And I think Ambassador Haley, Secretary Tillerson, everyone has confirmed that we're prepared to do more. In fact, we were prepared to do more uh, two, two days ago. Exactly. So no mystery. No mystery. Bashar al-Assad stepped out of line. He got whacked. Nobody's talking about regime change. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. Nobody in, that matters is talking about regime change. Now, here's Chris Wallace talking with this left-winger, Ben Cardin. He's a Democrat senator from Maryland. And Chris Wallace is still confused. Are you satisfied that they have a clear plan for how to proceed in Syria? Proceed in Syria? Who's, where, where are we proceeding in Syria? What, what, who said we're proceeding in Syria? Uh, Syria got airstrikes because it stepped out of line with chemical weapons. Where, who's saying we're proceeding anywhere in Syria? Not at all. I don't, I don't think he articulated a, a Syrian strategy. Uh, what we saw was a reaction to the use of chemical weapons, something that I think many of us supported. But what we did not see is a po- coherent policy on how we're going to deal with the civil war and also deal with ISIS. Who's, well, ISIS is one thing. But who says we're dealing with a civil war in Syria? Didn't we just spend the last eight years of the previous administration and every left-winger out there, including you, Senator Cardin, who said we shouldn't have any role in a civil war? So Donald Trump punishes the, the use of chemical weapons, but that's it. Why does everybody want to pigeonhole him to do something more? We'll get into that coming up on the other side of the break. Your call's too. 888-933-93. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So that's the broader question, folks, is where are you on this spectrum? You're going to hear from Lindsey Graham in a minute, but I mean, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. We go into Syria? Do you want to do regime change with Bashar al-Assad? Or are, are you satisfied with... with what seems to be the Trump administration's main goal, defeat ISIS, because they are an existential threat. They're exporting. Charles Assad's not exporting anything. He's got too much to lose. But ISIS is a threat. And ISIS is a direct threat to our, our allies and our own troops in the region. So uh, concentrating on ISIS first, see what's happening with... Uh, with Assad, if he steps out of line, spank him. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. Or are, are, are you one of these regime change guys? Or are you like, ah, we don't belong any... No matter what Bashar al-Assad do, he could drop a nuclear weapon. As long as it doesn't hurt Americans, you couldn't care less. He could spread biotoxins everywhere you want, anywhere he wants all over the Middle East. You don't care, so long as it doesn't impact you. Is that is that where you are? Because I, I, I got to be honest with you, and you know, I'm not even talking about the libs. This is only on the libertarian slash conservative side of the ledger this debate is even happening. The libs, as demonstrated by Susan Rice, they can't even be trusted. All they're going to do is lie to us about it. So that's kind of what I want to know from you guys. Do we go over there and do the Lindsey Graham 
take on this? Do we do where Donald Trump seems to be, which is, hey, I'll spank him when he gets out of line, but right now i got to concentrate on ISIS. That seems to be where they are, even though the administration is giving itself plenty of room and flexibility here as everybody's trying to nail them down. You know, Obama just went out there and, you know, said, said stuff that wasn't true just to get the press off his back. And, of course, they worshipped at the altar of Obama. So, oh, whatever you say, uh, uh, mindless zombies all over the place. But uh, Trump won't get that kind of, that kind of quarter. So anyway, that, that's what I'm asking you guys. 888 On this spectrum, where are you? What do we do? And uh, I'm going to continue to unfold this conversation um, a little bit more. So you've got uh, Chris Wallace talking to Ben Cardin. Ben Cardin wants to know, you know what's also hypocritical about Ben Cardin saying he has no idea what the Syria strategy is? We just got through out of six years of an occupier of the Oval Office who also had no strategy in Syria. You guys realize that? That, that Ben Cardin could not be found to criticize the, exec, the chief executive when there was no declared strategy for Syria by the Obama administration. You couldn't find a Democrat to criticize Obama. Oh, now that Donald Trump takes some action, defined action, now they want to know more. Isn't it just, isn't this nuts? So now Chris Wallace remains confused and still wants to know as he talks to Senator John Cornyn from Texas about Trump's strategy on Syria. Because as I said, there were these mixed messages that have come out this weekend from the administration. Haley's talking about deposing Assad. I don't think she was talking about deposing Assad. I think she was responding to a direct question. And what she said was, is that you can't stop the violence until Assad is gone. That's a truism. We've known that since President Obama drew his, his red line and then quickly went back on it. We've known that Assad has to go. That's not the question. But there, there's Chris Wallace saying this is what Nikki Haley's out there talking about regime change. Uh, Tillerson talking about uh, taking out uh, ISIS first. Do you have a clear sense of what the administration's policy is? Well, first and foremost, I think it's to send a message to Assad and to the Russians and the Iranians and North Koreans that there's a new administration in charge. Of- and China. Don't forget China. And I think that the senator's on to something here. This was an opportunity to say, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drawing the line at least at chemical weapons and biological weapons and weapons of mass destruction. And we know that Obama wouldn't do a thing, wouldn't lift a finger. That there were despots and dictators all over the globe that could drop uh, chemical and biological weapons and Obama wouldn't lift a finger. That's the kind of cat he was, the kind of cold, calculated cat he was. But Cornyn is, is right. This did give the administration a, a chance to draw a line and then enforce it. ...of our national security policy. I applaud the president for doing what he did to uh, uh, enforce that red line that President Obama drew. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty cool. That it, it took a real man like Donald Trump to enforce a red line that the, feck, the feckless, irresponsible man-child Barack Obama drew. You know, the problem with Obama, and I think we've talked about this in the program before, the problem with Obama was 
he actually thought that the office of president of the United States gave him respectability. He thought that just by getting up there and making a speech that folks would fall in line. He thought that if he said, Lumber McClure, Bashar al-Assad has to go, that Bashar al-Assad would be packing his bags the next day because of the aura, the greatness of Barack Obama. And you know what? He wasn't respected at all around the world. Barack Obama was, was considered a weak freak around the world. And, there, and don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of countries that hated the United States, they loved the fact that he was there because that means they could get away with anything they wanted. And they knew that Obama hated America almost as much as they did. So they, they knew what kind of cat he was. And, and now that there is the Trump administration, now that I'm, and I, if I've heard this phrase once, I've heard it a hundred times since these airstrikes, America is back. Krauthammer was on, he said it three or four times, America is back. This is the way it used to be when the, when the world's lone superpower said, you know, with the power, come, not, not, not to be Spider-Man and all of you, but with great power comes great responsibility. And you can't turn a blind eye, in my estimation, to the use of chemical weapons. Only an extremist left winger who really didn't care about the United States or the Western world like Barack Obama, who viewed us as the problem, would allow that to happen. And he did. And he, and he did. And then, and then his solution was, let me be clear, let's lie to the American people about it. And you got idiots like Susan Rice jumping out there on Sunday shows, whether it was the Benghazi attack, whether it was... Uh, on NPR talking about how, oh yeah, we got rid of all those, got rid of all those uh, weapons of mass destruction. Who did, hold on a minute. Free, be, free beacon. Let, let, let me let John Cornyn finish out his sentence and then, um, and then I'm going to get to this free beacon piece. Uh, three years ago, but, but did nothing to enforce. But I think that uh, along with my friend uh, Ben Cardin, Congress needs to work with the president to try to deal with this long-term strategy, lack of strategy really in Syria. We haven't had one for six years to- that's a great point, and I think I just made it here But with, with Ben Cardin. We haven't had a strategy for Syria in six years, and none of these Democrats wanted one, demanded one of Obama. None of them did. Now they're coming, where's your strategy on Syria? Hypocrites all. During the Obama administration, and 400,000 civilians have died, and millions of people have been displaced internally and externally in Europe and elsewhere. So we definitely need a strategy. We need to work with the White House to come up with one that has bipartisan support. Yeah, well, okay, fine. Come, come up with your strategy. And, but I, I don't think that Donald Trump right now is interested in a, a, a defining a strategy right now for Syria. He wants to take care of ISIS. That's his stated position. And if Syria steps out of line again, he's got, they're going to be smacked down again. Now, the Washington Free Beacon put together a montage of Democrats who promised all of us that Syria's, that Syria's chemical weapons were gone. And uh, here's how... This way, this was two minutes long. I'm not going to play all of it, but I'll play some of it. You think ultimately that President Obama is the big winner here? He is a big, big winner in my estimation. It turns out we're getting chemical weapons out of Syria. 
without having initiated a strike. So what else are you talking about? We've got the chemical program. weapons. We've got the, we're getting the chemical weapons out of Syria. Well, uh, Chris, all you have to do is look at the fact that today, the final 8% of chemical weapons uh, were taken out of Syria. We should commend the administration for the result that they got. The removal of chemical weapons out of Syria is a substantial accomplishment. Yeah, it was a, a tremendous. The only thing that the Obama administration accomplished was lying to the American people about weapons of mass destruction in Syria. That was the only thing they accomplished. And all you, you, you know, everybody brought the lie. Oh, I never, I, I, I didn't believe Obama as far as I could throw him. If it was coming out of the administration's mouth, it was a lie. We were able to find a solution that actually removed the chemical weapons that were known from Syria in a way that the use of force would never have accomplished. Let me say that again so everybody understands. The greatest accomplishment of the Obama administration was that they were successful liars to the American people and were never held to account for their lies by the basket of bias press. You know, when when David Gregory, a big Democrat cheerleader, when David Gregory jumps on CNN and says something like this, you know that maybe there's a problem. There's lots of tough questions that have to be answered, including from the prior administration. And John is sitting there at work for Secretary Kerry. What, what, I thought those chemical weapons were gone. So, you know, what happened to those? How are they still there? Is that all on Russia? Or did the previous administration get duped too? So there's going to be some changes, and the president's going to have to say, yeah, I was over here yesterday. I'm here now today. There's a change. Let's move forward and let's see what he does. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Hey, folks, coming up, I am going to introduce you. Uh, first time he's been on the program to a a lieutenant general, and this general wrote a book about faith. Also, going to ask him about the attack of Coptic Christians in Egypt, and also how he believes this commander in chief, in contrast with the last one is doing with some hot spots in this world. It's all coming up at the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Be right back. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. A big part of that political solution would include the Russians. Obviously, they don't accept the conclusion that the United States and others did that this was uh, Assad's regime that ordered this chemical weapons attack. Do you plan to present the uh, evidence publicly and do you plan to do it in, at the United Nations? Where is this going? Where is the evidence going to be presented? That's Chuck Todd at Meet the Press talking with Ambassador Nikki Haley. Addressing this idea uh, for those out there in the country that believe Bashar al-Assad and that he is just some innocent dupe who hasn't slaughtered his, his people and hasn't used chemical weapons in the past. I'm getting I'm, I'm hearing from you folks who think that uh, Bashar al-Assad has just misunderstood some little um, some little buttercup, some little fl- uh, uh, wallflower who's just, you know, just a victim of of. Uh, intelligence, man, intelligence manipulation by the United States. I don't agree, 
But that's what some of you were saying. You know, the interesting thing, Chuck, is when this chemical weapons um, murder happened to so many people, Russia's reaction was, oh, was not, oh, how horrible, or how could they do this to innocent children, or how awful is that? Their initial reaction was, Assad didn't do it, the Syrian government didn't do it. Why were they that defensive that quick? The idea of the casualties came after. The first priority for them was to cover for Assad. And so what we knew um, from intelligence that the Syrian regime had done this again, as they had done so many times before, um, we had the evidence that they had done it. It's obviously classified, so certainly I'm not the one that will that would release that information, but it was enough that the president knew. But, but there's no plans on, on presenting the evidence public. I mean, if you look, uh, is isn't it important if to isolate in order to isolate Russia to publicly show how wrong they are about this? So I don't doubt that that information won't come out. I- yeah, well, I don't doubt that it will come out either. Uh, that will show it definitively. But that's that's out there. I've got somebody on the, on the Chris Salcedo show Facebook page right now. Basically saying, uh, yeah, where's where's your proof? Where's your proof? We trust Assad. We trust Bashar Assad. You know, how many people are out there willing to take the word? of a dictator over their own country. I mean, there's going to be a, a bad apple in every bunch, I suppose. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got, for lack of a better term, war hawks. They're, they're terrible on domestic policy. They don't, know, they don't want to fund any war. They just want to go to war. Uh, and that's Lindsey Graham and John McCain. Here is uh, here's Lindsey Graham on Meet the Press. I think ISIS should be Germany and Assad should be Japan, like World War II analogies here. Uh, accelerate the demise of uh, ISIL, their direct threat to the homeland. Assad's not. Um, don't use Barack Obama's honorific for ISIS, the Islamic State. I mean, ISIL is was Mr. Obama's nod honoring and respecting uh, jihadis. I don't think that. You should be doing that, Mr. Graham. But I've never been more encouraged by the Trump administration than I am today. Uh, Ambassador Haley just said on your program, you'll never end the war with Assad in power. So that means regime change is now the policy of the Trump administration. Is that what it means? No, I, I don't think that's what it means at all, Senator, with all due respect. Uh, I, I think it means it's, it's truism that so long as you have Bashar al-Assad there, you're going to have wanton killing and... And mass murder. That's what you have with a dictator, a despot. And that, that's what Bashar Assad, that's who Bashar al-Assad is. But it doesn't mean that the Donald Trump administration, for recognizing that, has taken an, uh, a position that it is the United States' job with boots on the ground to do that. Oh, by the way, Lindsey Graham wants boots on the ground. I want more American troops, five or 6,000 like we have in Iraq. Wow. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.